this. This is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Fantasy Brothers podcast, Josh Johnson and Ben Watts here with you. We're talking fantasy football. We are excited. We are all jacked up on every different type of Mountain Dew. I can't even remember more than, you know, what was the red one? That was Code Red. You had Voltage. I remember Cold Red, Code Red, Voltage, and the regular. The regular. Oh, and I always remember the core memory. The, I drank the regular Mountain Dew, and I thought it was just knockoff terrible Sprite. And my dad about slapped me upside the head, said, "No, son, that's Mountain Dew you're talking about." See, I'm, I've <laughs> never been a Mountain Dew fan. Like, I'll drink it; it's fine. It's just not my favorite. I always hated it. I, I never. I did, I did like Code Mountain Red. Dew. Code Red was pretty good. Voltage was overrated, and then the rest is. Code Red was good stuff. Remember when Taco Bell, they may still do this. It's been this long since I've been to Taco Bell. But you could always go get like uh, a Code Red, like Icy or whatever those things were, and go get that with your tacos and just obliterate yourself. Yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely wonderful. I like Code Red. The Baja Blast every now and then, it's not bad. They got that at Taco Bell too. And there's something that, there's like a peach one at KFC. It's not that good. It is like, it's it's too much sugar. I can't. I, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't do it. Oh, I'm more wow. of a a Sprite, Dr Pepper kind of guy. Listen, I might sound old, but I'm. Give me some water, some coffee. That's all I need. You you are old. <laughs> I think I could drink three cups of coffee a day, have one steak, and be fine. I drink mostly. I drink mostly water. I drink a lot of bubblies. I'm a big bubbly guy. Oh my, okay. Talking about drinks, right? Hated Bubblies, hated LaCroix, hated all of them. I mean, it, I the running joke for the longest time was that with LaCroix or Bubblies or whatever else, that it tasted like somebody absorbed a bunch of flavor, got it in there, and then burped it into the can and closed the can up before the flavor got back out. I mean, there's just, there wasn't a whole lot there. But I don't know what has happened. Over the past couple months, I just have started, like, sneaking them out of the fridge. Like, my wife has a whole stash of them in there. And I just, there was, like, one flavor that wasn't half bad. It wasn't terrible. Grab that. And then I just found, like, I've been grabbing them, drinking them, without even thinking about it. And all of a sudden, I've looked up, and I've finished, like, a fridge full of bubblies. I don't know what's wrong what with What flavor me. is it? Uh, it was the watermelon and the that's, pink lemonade. That's my favorite one. I love the watermelon. Oh my god! Watermelon's it's so good. good. Cherry, the apple. I'm not a big fan of the mango, but yeah, watermelon, cherry, apple. The grapefruit one's okay. Um, yeah, they're they're all good, man. Surprisingly. Um, anyway, healthier that's for not you. what we're here Going for. Going on a health we're, kick. Yeah, we're here for fantasy football. Uh, we got a great episode today. We're very excited about it. We're doing a mock draft. We got some news before we get into the mock draft, though. Um, Has anything happened? I haven't really paid attention. A, a few things. We got a couple things, but, I, you know, it's a little quieter than last week. Last week, it felt like the world had just kicked itself into fifth gear or something. I mean, it was 
there was a lot going on. Yeah. Um, Taylor Taylor left the world. Still, still in shock. I am patiently waiting, praying, hoping. Please God, let him play or get traded. It very well could happen. And um, I think I think everybody has sort of chilled out on projecting what will happen in that situation. But I just don't know. I don't. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm don't heading know. into the season as a. I have Taylor on multiple multiple teams. I'm just assuming he's not playing. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get myself excited and then him not play. I'm just assuming he's not. You're assuming play. Jonathan Taylor is not going to play this year. No. See, I don't. I'm not predicting that he's not going to play. I'm just when I'm looking at those teams and like projecting in my head how I think this year is going to go, I'm just going to be like, all right, well, not maybe not assuming, but like scenario, what if he doesn't play? And then okay. figuring out my moves from there. So you're doing the contingencies on contingencies sort of thing. Oh, I'm listen, when you've had as bad of luck as I have had playing <laughs> fantasy football, you have got to have backup plans on top of your backup plans. This is a man who has Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs. Zero championships. Zero championships. I have had more number, or I have had the number one pick in this league more than once, and I have more championships than Ben does. <laughs> My team is like it's just it's just bad luck. Like it's a absolute super team. Just when we get in the playoffs, it's just bad luck every single year. Absolutely. I had brutal. Alvin Kamara in the championship the year he scored fifty six points and that lost. Be automatic. Lost. <laughs> and it that wasn't was like the rest of my team just crapped the bed. It, it was, was a good week. Was that the year that? What was that? Two years ago, Stephon Diggs had like yeah. forty or something. Yeah, I I had Alvin Kamara who scored fifty six, but the problem was my opponent had Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs who both went for forty points in the final week of the season. Both That'll of them. Do it. That'll do it. That just is right in the soul, is what that is. This team has been the best team in the league for two years. Four? No, probably three years. The first year I didn't win. It definitely wasn't the best team. The second year, it was pushing for it. The past two years, my team's definitely been the best and hasn't won. It's brutal. Um, why don't we hop into some news? I'm listening. On a lighter note, Javante Williams. We've been talking about him just about every week yeah. because, honestly, it's a medical miracle at this it's point. unbelievable. He's likely, according to Sean Payton, they're going to play him in preseason game number two. So he won't go in uh, preseason number one, which honestly, you shouldn't have expected him even to appear in week one. But it looks like he's going to play at least some snaps. I don't <clears throat> know the, the breadth of that, but he's going to play some snaps preseason week two, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I I still don't expect him to be full go week one like yeah, I I'm assuming he's going to be on a pitch count, but that's this is unbelievable that he's going to play, see action in a preseason game. Not yep. a like he's going to go out there and take you know five to ten carries in a regular season game. No, 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 preseason Bonkers. games that mean nothing. I mean, it just shows that like every prognostication we had about this injury was wrong. Uh, I'll freely admit that 
prior to about, I don't know, three weeks ago, maybe, I was super out on Javante Williams for probably the first like eight weeks of the season. Like I, I have him on a dynasty team. I've got him on a couple other teams. But honestly, I just was like, you know, planning on other guys being my main running backs this yeah. year and just holding him. But it looks like he's going to contribute this year and probably contribute a lot. Yeah, I expect, I mean, back half of the season, he could be a league winner. Honestly. And I think even the first half of the year, you could see him being like an RB3 maybe. But then the last half of the year, I'm expecting like Duke could probably be an RB1, a top 12 guy. He's got the talent for it. So it, it absolutely crazy on the Javante Williams front. I still think uh, he's being drafted far too low. I think he's going to like RB29, RB30 in drafts. Uh, we had our RB rankings a couple weeks ago. Go check those out if you haven't already. Javante was in our top 24, so we are in on Javante We had just Williams moved him up there after all the news. We had. We had. Um, Alvin Kamara officially has been suspended for three games this upcoming season. It's honestly less than I thought. I was expecting four. I was, yeah, I was thinking four. I don't know. How does this change how you view the Saints backfield, how you view Alvin Kamara? Uh, there's another piece that I guess I'll just go ahead yeah. and lump in with this. Kareem Hunt is taking a free agent visit to the Saints. Uh, so sort of bake <clears> that <throat> into how you sort of feel about this whole thing. If Kareem Hunt goes there, that's a problem, I think, because then that gives you four good, like, decent backs when Kamara's back healthy. I mean, I think, obviously, Kamara's still the starter. Yeah. But you got Jamal Williams there, who you know I hate. Uh, they drafted Kendra Miller in the third round, which is day three cap, day two capital on a running back. That's pretty significant. And you bring in Kareem Hunt, who was a constant thorn in Nick Chubb's side the whole time he was there. And we know how good Nick Chubb is. So that means Kareem Hunt is a good player. Yeah. So it's uh, if Hunt doesn't go there, I'm still in on Kamara as I mean a solid RB two, I think. But if Hunt goes there, I think we got a problem. For, uh, for those first three weeks, assuming they do not sign Kareem Hunt, how in on Jamal Williams slash Kendra Miller are you this year? I think Jamal all? Williams is a very safe RB2, probably. Really? Okay. I'm really interested. It's like, three weeks, though. It's only three weeks. It is only three weeks. I don't have any pieces of this backfield at all. And I'm probably not going to get any of them. I just sold my last Camaro share, and I'm not going to go get any. <laughs> They're like... I won't draft this backfield. I don't have this backfield in Dynasty, so I just I'll be watching from afar with the Saints backfield this year. But I'm really curious to see how Kendra Miller fares these first three weeks, and then probably like the second half of the season. Because here's what's going to happen: is you're probably going to see either Jamal Williams be really effective for three weeks, or there's like a split, and Kendra Miller potentially shows some flashes and people go, oh, Kendrick Miller's good. Well, then Kamara's going to come back and just destroy both of them. But I could see also a scenario where Kendrick Miller, the back half of the season, maybe the last five weeks or something, last four weeks, has a couple, you know, big runs in limited work. Maybe he's getting like six, eight carries a week uh, to spell uh, Kamara. And then everybody goes, oh, Kendrick Miller's not half bad. Uh, and and you're sort of stashing him as a handcuff for Kamara. I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I I don't really know how I feel about it. I have a a sinking feeling about Jamal Williams that he's not going to be all that effective this year. 
because I just don't project the the touchdowns to be there. And I don't think he's really special at anything. I think he's pretty average at everything. I don't know. He's scored like 17 touchdowns last year. He's pretty good he at one-yarders. I, you know, listen. <laughs> I don't know if I could get 12 one-yard rushing touchdowns. Like, I mean, he, he had so many attempts from inside the five-yard line that I feel like a scrub could still score a bunch of touchdowns behind that offensive line. I mean, put Kareem Hunt on the Detroit Lions in that situation. He Kareem scored, Hunt would have scored, scored 17 18. touchdowns. Yeah. And he would have caught passes, which which uh Jamal Williams does not do. Right. So I don't know. I think I'm I think I'm fading the backfield as a whole, but I, I do think it's a little bit mildly interesting. I think I think I sort of came up on it just because of Derek Carr. Like people like to hate on Derek Carr. The offense is gonna be fine with Derek Carr yeah. there. It's certainly not gonna be it's worse not like than it's, it was. it's Jameis Winston back there. If it was Jameis Winston, I'm no, I don't want any. I don't want to touch it. I'm done. Andy Dalton, no. Derek Carr is more interesting than people I think are going to give this backfield credit for. Not saying I'm in on it. Go draft these guys, but don't completely fade it out of no. I don't want to touch it. I agree. All right, we're doing a mock draft. Are you ready to do a mock draft? Yes, I don't like it, but let's do it. So we're doing a twelve-team. Um, PPR mock draft. We're doing uh, one quarterback. Um, what is it? Two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flexes, five bench spots. We randomized our draft order before hopping on here. I'm drafting from the 107, and Ben is drafting from the 109. Yeah. So <laughs> we've got a lot of mock drafts actually on Instagram where we're drafting early. So if you want to see a draft this is from the like year the 103, I, draft early. I agree. I when I saw 107, 109, I was not excited because I'll be I'll level with <clears> you. <throat> the 107 is exactly where I don't want to be. I want to have a top four pick or a back four pick, uh, and instead this I'm in the be middle, which though. is just great. Yeah, I I can't stand being in the middle. This will this will honestly be good. This is good practice though. This will be interesting. So we're going to go ahead and start the draft and see how things shake out. Uh, Justin Jefferson goes 101. Christian McCaffrey goes 102. Austin Eckler goes 103. Chase goes 104. Cooper Cup at 5. Travis Kelsey at 6, which puts me on the clock at 7. It's about how you expect this top 6 to go. All right, so I'm on the clock at... 107, and I think this is a pretty obvious pick in a PPR league. I have Tyreek Hill, Bijan Robinson, Stephon Diggs, Saquon Barkley on the board. For me, this is really easy. It's going to be Tyreek Hill as my wide receiver one. Um, yeah, I, I I feel like Tyreek Hill could go off the board as early as like the 104. Um well, no, probably not the 104, but, you know, the 105, you could see him going. Um, he ends up dropping to me at the 107. Bijan Robinson goes at 8, which puts Ben on the clock at 109. I was really hoping Bijan <laughs> slipped one more spot. That would have been a dreamland to get Bijan at the 1-9. I know uh, you were thinking about it. Yeah. So, um, kind. it's an interesting, interesting spot here. You're at the back end of the 1... 
I've got a wide receiver here I like, and I've got a running back here I like. I think the running back fall off, though, at this spot, you know, I'm a big proponent of going receiver early in this draft, but the top four guys are gone. And I think this is a good spot for Saquon Barkley right there at that pick over Diggs and Lamb. I don't hate that at all because I do think you've got a running back tear break there. um, And you're not far enough back in the first round to where you can think about going uh, receiver. I just noticed, okay, wow. All right, so you went Saquon Barkley (laughs) at the 109. I don't, uh, wow. Stephon Diggs goes at the 110. CeeDee Lamb goes at the 111. The sleeper CPU picked Patrick Mahomes at the 112. Yeah, because in a one-quarterback league, you've got to secure your quarterback early, guys. Oh, my goodness It is goodness a critical gracious. draft strategy. What is going on? <laughs> sleeper, dude, sleeper, sleeper knows more than us, okay? Wow. All right. So, okay. <laughs> A.J. Brown at the 201, Nick Chubb at 202, Josh Jacobs at the 203. It was probably a good idea to take your running back because they would have gone... Ben's back on yep. the clock at the 204. I cannot I believe Patrick Mahomes went at the 112. I was taking him at, at this spot if he wasn't up there. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't. <laughs> you were not. Uh so yeah. Oh, this is tough. I don't I don't I don't like this next spot. I know we did our rankings. And I'm pretty sure we had this guy ahead of him. But I think I'm I'm warming up. To Devontae Adams. I really am. Mm, yeah. He's just so good, you know? I was hoping Nick Chubb possibly fell. I think Nick Chubb is, is closer to Saquon Barkley than we think. I was actually okay with... I'm okay with him at the 1-9 there, too. Yep. Or 1-10, but um, didn't make him. I I think Devontae Adams has still got top five upside this year. I think he's got one more season. I mean, he's succeeded now with two quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's nothing special, but he'll be able to get it done for him. I'm I'm okay taking Devontae at the top of the second round here. Dang. All right. So Devontae Adams at the 204. Jonathan Taylor goes the 205. Puts me on the clock at the 206. Some good choices here. This is very difficult. This is where I don't want to have to make decisions. I'll be I totally feel like honest. there's a group of the the tier one guys are all gone, but the cluster of tier two guys are all so close that it's just I don't really know who I want. Yeah, I mean I could go at this point in the draft, I tend to go with kind of like a grouping or a tier sort of drafting strategy. And I think there are In terms of wide receivers, we have Amon Ross St. Brown here. We have Garrett Wilson here, Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave. I really like all of these guys. I did also take a wide receiver in the first round. And I think with the way that drafts are falling this year with the ADP, with the average draft position, I really like taking a running back in the first two rounds, uh, at least one, probably only one. And then loading up on wide receivers, tight ends, quarterback, uh, and filling in with some of these later mid-round running backs because I feel like there's a ton of values there. There is one running back on the board that I view as a really, really good fantasy pick this year, 
So I'm going to go ahead and grab Tony Pollard as my RB1 at the 206. Amon-Ra goes. I was I, I was torn with Devontae and Amon-Ra there. I really wanted both one of those two guys. I definitely thought about Amon-Ra, and, uh, you know, this is a PPR league, so I think I could have gone Amon-Ra and felt really, really good about it. Um, Garrett Wilson, too. Um, I don't know. All of those receivers looked very nice. But I went Pollard. So Amon-Ra goes at the 207. Then we have Derrick Henry, Josh Allen, Garrett Wilson at the 210, Jalen Hurts at the 211, Jalen Waddell at the 212, Mark Andrews kicks us off in the third round, Chris Olave at the 302, Ramondre Stevenson at the 303, Najee Harris, Brees Hall, DK Metcalf, and I'm back on the clock once again. I just want to say I love Olave at the 3-2 turn there. Absolutely. That is one of my favorite picks to do right now. I agree. I have been, I've been taking Olave in the late second in mock drafts and feeling very good about it. So for him to fall to that, yeah, if I take if I take late, CMC uh, early third or Eckler with one of my early firsts, getting yep. Olave in that second round is is beautiful. Yeah, one of my favorite drafts thus far this year. I was picking at the one hundred three. I got Justin Jefferson there, and then I took Jalen Waddle in the late second at the two ten, and then at the three hundred three got Chris Olave which just is dumb. Obviously, I needed to take some running backs, but, you know, the receivers were ridiculous. Anyways, I'm in the clock at the 307. Again, very difficult pick. Um, Mark Andrews, if he had fallen here, probably would have considered it. Team 1 is killing it right now, by the way. Oh, wow. Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle, and Mark Andrews. That's that's a very solid start. That's a very solid start. Um, okay. I don't really know where I want to go here. I haven't done this sort of draft strategy yet, and it feels like there's players that I want, but I'm going to have to reach on them if I want them at this spot on the draft board. Whereas if I go with a different draft spot, I can sort of just wait for them to fall to me in later rounds, but I don't think they're going to fall to me later. So I think I'm going to have to call my shot here if I really want a guy. <sighs> There's one guy who stands out here to me. Yeah. I think for me, I'm just going to go ahead and take T. Higgins as my wide receiver too. Wow, okay. Devonta Smith goes at the 308. Ben Sound is like on me. the clock at the 309. Well, I get the guy I wanted who stands out to me. Uh, you know I love my boy T. Higgins, and I, I love Devonta Smith, too. Um, I think he's he's going to have a good year. But I'm very excited to take Jameer Gibbs in the third round here. Mm, that was the other one I was looking at. That that is, that is too enticing to pass up. I definitely thought about Jameer Gibbs, but Dang I felt like I could get some. <laughs> See, that's what I was talking about. Ridley? Okay. Jameer Gibbs, you take him. Burrow goes at the 310. Debo Samuel at the 311. Calvin Ridley is the last pick in the third round, which really is frustrating because when he's been in the fourth round, it's been so nice. Uh, Keenan Allen at the 401. Uh, Travis Etienne. And then Kenneth Walker. Ben's back on the clock. I really wanted Calvin Ridley in the fourth round, but I had a feeling it wasn't going to happen. And oh, that he was, was very sad. There was no chance he fell past me. Trust me. I figured. There was no chance that happens. I've been drafting Calvin Ridley in the fourth 
so much and feeling so good about it. Okay. I've got two running backs. I have a guy I want to call my shot on, but I... I feel like it may just be too early. There's two... There's other players I like on the board more to call my shot here. This... You might see this as calling my shot, too. I know you will disagree with this pick, but... TJ Hawkinson here in oh. the mid to early fourth round. I'm very okay with here. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I would personally have the conviction on him to do that, but if you've been listening to the show for any period of time, you will know that Ben absolutely has the conviction to go and get him some early TJ Hawkinson. I'm all in on TJ Hawkinson. I, I'm sold on him. DeAndre Hopkins goes at the 405. Bad pick. Putting me... <laughs> That's a bad pick. Yeah, I, I, I do not like that. That is Hop a bad the, pick. In the fourth. That that feels real bad. Um. Okay. There's like 10 guys on the board right now I'd rather have. Yeah, I If I not agree. more. Once again... I'm staring down. I think I can wait on quarterback. There are several of them. Here. You know who I want to take? I do. I, uh, you're right. I do have conviction about one player that I would love to get in the fifth round that he's probably not going to be there. <sighs> where's, I've got where's conviction the about tear him break? too. Where's the tear break? There is absolutely a tear break, isn't there? I'm going to have to take a running back here based on how this board is going to fall. There's a couple wide receivers I like, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore. Eh, it's a little bit there's early. There's guys you like, Moore, but, but there's nothing you feel sold on. All right. I'm going to just do it. Uh, it feels weird, but I'm going to take Miles Sanders with the yes, 406. Um, that it feels early. That's what I, see, would, I didn't want I thought about him at the 44, but I'm like that's yeah. just too early. I can't do it. I would much rather take Miles Sanders at the end of the fourth round than the middle of it. But like when you're in the middle, you sort of just have to look at when am I going to be on the clock again? And are the guys going to be there that I like? And Miles Sanders would have absolutely not been on the board uh, in the fifth round with my next pick. So Uh, I wanted a good RB2. I feel like Miles Sanders is going to be that for me. So Aaron Jones goes, then Lamar Jackson, Amari Cooper, Alvin Kamara, Damian Pierce, Justin Fields, Joe Mixon, Drake London at the 502, Justin Herbert at the 503, George Kittle, Terry McLaurin, Trevor Lawrence at the 506, putting me back on the clock. I'm actually upset about how the the past two rounds have gone, because one of my favorite strategies that I've been doing, too, is I'll grab Calvin Ridley in the fourth round and get Trevor Lawrence on the way back through the fifth. Yep. I like that stack. I have done that a couple times myself, and Trevor Lawrence probably would have been the pick for me here, but he, I got sniped by Team Six, I guess. Freaking um, Team Six. There's still several quarterbacks that I like, so I'm gonna push quarterback off. Uh, there's, there's a couple tight ends I like, but I don't know if I really want to take a tight end right now. The tier has been broken at running back so it's going to be a receiver for me and there's just a matter of who's it who's it going to be i said i thought about dj Moore 
in the middle of the fourth. I do think towards the end of the fifth round, that's a pretty decent pick. He's got locked in volume and uh, and target share. For me, he's the wide receiver three. So I'm just going to go ahead and grab DJ Moore here in this PPR league. That's probably the right pick. Dallas Goddard at the 508, and then Ben is on the clock. There's another player. You and I both have some conviction about him. Yeah, I know who you're going here. Um, Well, I I, I actually don't know here because I think coming up here, there is a tear break at receiver. I agree. So I think based on ADP, where we're looking, I think I've got to take the last receiver that I actually feel confident in, which is Jerry Judy, take him here and see who falls to me at the turn. Kyle Pitts goes at the 5'10", Darren Waller at the 5'11". I probably would have taken one of those tight ends had they fallen to me in the sixth round, but I guess they won't. Madison rounds out the fifth round. J.K. Dobbins at the 601. That's crazy. Alexander Madison goes before J.K. Dobbins. I mean, I guess it's not crazy, but that just feels very, very weird. DeAndre Swift at the 602. Dalvin Cook at the 603. And Ben is once again back on the clock. And now we're going to take exactly who you thought I would take last time. Yep. Our guy Cam Akers is still there in the sixth round. Give me Cam Akers every time right there. Yep, yep. That would have also that would have been my pick had he been on the board. Dang. Christian Watson goes at the 605. I am once again on the clock. I think I can string quarterback out one more round at least. The tight ends that I would have considered are gone. So I'm officially punting tight end right now. Doesn't feel good, does it? It, it does not feel great. There's still a, a, like, I know we just talked about tight ends in the last episode, and there are some punt tight end options on the board here in the sixth round where I can look up and, you know, in the eighth or ninth, come back and grab my tight end and be okay, I guess. But it's an opportunity to build an advantage at running back wide receiver. Man. Okay. I have, I think I'm going to call my shot on a running back that we have talked about in this episode, and I'm just going to take Javante Williams here in the middle of the sixth round. That's a good pick. Um, James Conner at the 607. I thought about him too. Chris Godwin at the 608. I definitely thought about Chris Godwin there. He would have probably been the pick if it wasn't Javante. Marquise Brown at the 609, Michael Pittman, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk, Jackson Smith and Jigba in the seventh round. I was I holding would've... my breath. He might take make it back to me. Yeah, I was hoping he would make it back out. Uh, Rashad White at the 703, Isaiah Pacheco at the 704, Mike Evans at the 705, Christian Kirk at the 706. Once again, back on the clock. No quarterbacks went after my pick in the sixth round. So I am going to get shysty with it and not take a quarterback again and just sort of see where things land. Um, there's a wide receiver that pops out to me as probably a super undervalued player, especially in a PPR league. We have guaranteed target volume on the board. Deontay Johnson is here for me in the mid-late seventh round. 
So I'm just going to go ahead and grab him for my wide receiver four. His teammate George Pickens goes at 7.08. Ben's back on the clock. Yeah, I think... I got two guys I want. I don't think I'm going to get both of them. But I think Jordan Addison right here is going to get enough targets to be a really solid playmaker in Minnesota and be a really decent flex option. Yeah. So I think I take him here. Jordan Addison there at the 709. David Montgomery at the 710. Quentin Johnson at the 711. Jahan Dotson at the 712. Evan Ingram at the 801. Dak Prescott at the 802. Traylon Burks at the 803. Ben is once again on the clock. I had hopes that maybe David Montgomery would make it back to me, which, and I get it, I've got Jameer Gibbs, but I think Montgomery's got enough of a, enough volume to have in Detroit to be a solid individual player and having him with Gibbs as a solid handcuff. But I'm actually okay with that because there's still a quarterback here I like. Dang it. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to take the Sean Watson in the eighth. I'm oh. betting, betting big on the bounce back for Deshaun. That's who I would have taken there in the eighth round. Um, I was absolutely playing the ADP game, hoping that I could grab some Deshaun Watson. Can't even get Tua. Tua goes right after him. That's That was my reaction there. I thought that uh, Tua would land later there for me. Okay. There's still one there that we... Yeah, there's it's still a one lot here. More, he's a lot more risk baked in, but he's got upside. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just go ahead and grab Anthony Richardson, grab my quarterback. We're going to go draft some upside. I've got a trick up my sleeve, though, that we'll see if it works out for later on. But we'll go Anthony Richardson here as my QB at the 806. we got that little run on quarterbacks there. Brandon Cooks goes at the 807. Pat Fryermuth at the 808. Jack, uh, that's not Jackson Smith, but that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Michael Thomas, David Njoku, A.J. Dillon, James Cook, Zay Flowers at the 902, Kadarius Toney, Wasted Pick, Brian Robinson at the 904, Jamal Williams, Zach Charbonnet at the 906. I'm once again back on the clock. I got some bad news for you. What's that? All your punt tight ends are gone. They are. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Your punt um, tight ends are Ingram, Friar Muth, and Njoku, who all went off the board last round. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We are playing in deep water right now with tight ends. You you probably could have taken one of those, and I think Richardson would have been on the board next in this round, too. It's possible. Because everybody really, else still had a quarterback. I really wanted to see. Oh, I, you're right. They did. I didn't really look at that. Um, I really wanted to see if I could grab Richardson and try this thing out that I am thinking and then just we'll see how it goes. So I just grabbed Richardson there while he was on the board before somebody sniped me inevitably. Um, all right. Back on the clock here in the ninth round. Um, none of these options are very appealing. I'll be totally honest with you. It's ugly. Th I'm going to make this pick exclusively off training camp rumors. Absolutely no other reason at all because I have not really seen anything to be super encouraging. And this is really just to make Ben laugh. I'm going to draft Cortland Sutton here yes. in the ninth round. We knew you had to do it. 
had to do it for the brand. Uh, plus, Sean Payton said something this past week about how Cortland Sutton was his ideal receiver in the offensive scheme they're running. Sean Payton so, was also seen smoking a bong the other day, too. So <laughs> right. I don't take what he says to mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't mean a whole lot, but, you know, we'll see. Rashad Penny goes to the nine. Ben is back. Oh, on the I clock. wanted Rashad Penny there. That is massively disappointing. Okay. Hate uh, to see it. Actually, I am okay with this next pick. I we really haven't talked about this guy at all lately. But new offensive coordinator in Washington. Mm. Let's see if Antonio Gibson can finally catch some passes. I don't mind that at all. Uh, definitely a higher upside sort of pick there. Uh, Samaje Pirine follows you up at the 9-10. Khalil Herbert, Odell Beckham, Gabe Davis, Dalton Kincaid, Dalton Schultz. Man, oh, the punt tight ends are really, yeah, really you, gone. You are not going to get a tight end here. Oh, yikes. Ben's okay. back on the clock. At this point, like I said, we're, we're betting on upside. That's where, that's where we take shots at this point in the draft. Is all upside. And the last guy, I think, who has a decent shot here to break out. I like Elijah Moore here, especially with the Sean yeah. Watson a couple rounds before. Let's see if they can make something. There you go. Aaron Rodgers goes right after. I'm going to grab my tight end. Um, this feels like maybe the only guy on here that I'm pretty sure is going mm. to actually have a, a pretty decent target share in his offense. Nah, May dude, not you, turn into a ton of targets, but... Uh, you made it this far, you got to just roll with it. You're not taking one. <laughs> Go I'll, with the bold strategy of not starting a tight end. <laughs> if see, I don't get one of the top five happens. guys, I'm not starting one. Period. <laughs> I'm going to take Cole Komet as my tight end. Uh, the $50 million man. Um, Kirk Cousins goes at the 10.07. Devon A. Chain at the 10.08. Oh, geez. Geno Smith at the 10.09. That's massively frustrating <laughs> because my next pick was hopefully going to be Geno Smith and then have the, the upside plus floor combo there at quarterback. You can't All even right. get Kirk. Can't even get Kirk Cousins. Uh, cool. Alan Lazard at the 10-10, Damian Harris at the 10-11, Jarek McKinnon, Adam Thielen, Daniel Jones. I would have also taken him. Chickaconquo, Rasheed Rice, J uh, Jameson Williams, Elijah Mitchell. Yikes. Yikes. Yikes, Apotamus. Okay. Well, the whole tight end thing didn't, or the, the tight end thing didn't work. The quarterback thing didn't work. At this point, it's an upside flyer. We'll take Rashad Bateman and just... We'll, we'll see what we're working with here. Greg Dulcich, right after me. Ben is once again on the clock. I would like to forfeit. I don't like any of these picks. <laughs> what, gonna, you don't like I'm Jacoby about, Myers? Sky I'm about Moore? to set this thing on autopilot and walk away. Ah, <laughs> uh, Again, late round. Betting on upside. Sure. Why not Sky Moore? You know, fair enough. Feels like you might you might be setting a pick on fire there, but you know who knows. Oh, jeez. Russ right. and Jared, is that what you're upset about? Yes. <laughs> God, I have whiffed so badly on quarterback in this draft. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Jared Goff at the eleven ten. Darnell Mooney at the eleven eleven. You want me to make you even more mad? Hold on. Let me finish reading these out. Tyler Higby, Russell Wilson, Tyler Algier, Jacoby Myers, Ben, give it to me. I actually wanted Algier here, but I'll take Derek Carr. Oh. Dang it. All right. Well. <sighs> I need a quarterback who's going to start week one. <laughs> That's where we're at. Kenny Pickett will start. Matthew Stafford, Sam Kenny Howell. Pickett, Bryce Young. Who yeah, should dude, I, I take, Ben? Wait. I'll let you I'll let you have my week one starting quarterback pick here. Am I taking Bryce Young, Matt Stafford, or Kenny Pickett? Give me uh, your honest opinion. Don't give me the crappiest option. I was going to say Brock Purdy, but sure. <laughs> Gross. I don't uh, even know for sure if he's the starter. Definitely Matt Stafford. All right, we'll go Matt Stafford. He'll be my week one starting quarterback in this trash league. <sighs> Devin Singletary, Sam Laporta, Jonathan Mingo, Donta Foreman, Rondale Moore, Kendra Miller, Bryce Young kicks off the last and final round. Tank Bigsby, Raheem Mostert, Gerald Everett, Nico Collins, Ezekiel Elliott. I am once again on the clock in the final round. And there's no good players here. Uh, let's see. What's what's fun? What is a complete... Oh, this is fun. Let's take Clyde Edwards-Alaire with the last pick in the draft. Zay Jones goes after him. I actually like Zay Jones there a little bit. This dude's getting a lot of camp hype. Let's take Justin Ross. There you go. You'll know week one whether or not you need to drop him which is, that's basically all you can ask for. Uh, why don't we, why don't we look at these teams? Roster reviews? Roster reviews. Uh, I'll lead things off. My week one quarterback is Matthew Stafford, but uh, he's on my bench. Quarterback, I've got Anthony Richardson, Matthew Stafford. Running back, I've got Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders. Who else? Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Javante Williams. Wide receiver? Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton, Rashad Bateman. Ted end, I've got the punt king, Cole Komet. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. Well, I mean, you've said it before on the episode, after the top six or seven, does it really matter? I don't want any of them. So you missed out on those. Oh, well. Go ahead and give us your team. <clears throat> All right. So quarterback, we got Deshaun Watson, grabbed him in the eighth round. Also got Derek Carr to back him up. Like I said, we talked about it earlier in the episode. I kind of like Derek Carr in the offense to maybe surprise some people. Not calling they're going to be great, but I actually do like him a little bit. So uh, running back, we got Saquon Barkley, Jameer Gibbs, Cam Akers, and Antonio Gibson. Uh, we know Saquon Barkley's a stud. He's got one more stud year after signing the one-year deal with New York. Jameer Gibbs, an incredible running back prospect, taken with a top 12 pick, which is almost a guarantee that he will be a top 12 back year one, historically speaking. And then we both like Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson. It's a new offense. He's got a talent. Maybe he catches some passes. Wide receiver, got Devontae Adams. Still got top five upside. 
Got Jerry Judy hoping on a bounce back for the Denver Broncos offense as a whole. Russ has got, they've got uh, Sean Payton now. We'll see. You know I like TJ Hawkinson. He is, I mean, even by your, you will admit, he's a top three tight end. Yeah, he's, so he's my tight end three. Gonna have a good season. Jordan Addison, rookie. Dude won a Bolitnikoff, was a first round pick. I think he's going to be fine. Elijah Moore, Sky Moore, Justin Ross, finish out my bench. More just upside swings for the fences. If I miss, oh well, they were late round picks. Fair enough. Um, I don't know. How do you how do you feel about how your team ended up? Mine, I I, I actually kind of like this team. I th- I think you did pretty solid there. I like the Cam Akers in the sixth pick. That is. Pretty nice. Uh, Deshaun Watson in the eighth, that's been a pick that I've been trying to make all offseason as well. Um, Jameer Gibbs in the third is pretty solid. I think it's got a, it's got enough of guys who are solid, like Saquon and Devontae Adams and TJ Hawkinson for that matter. I feel like all are very safe picks. They've got guaranteed workload. They're going to be good. And then guys like Jameer Gibbs, Cam Akers, great situations or – Ain't no guaranteed workload. If they hit, they're going to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to it? Uh, no, I think I, I think I win this league. <laughs> Actually, I don't, I don't know. Team, team one looks good with Jefferson, Waddle, Andrews, Fields, Mixon, though they kind of fell off after that. They have zero RB2. Fell, definitely fell off there. Um, team five, I was looking at that one. That one's actually not bad with Cup, Derrick Henry, Brees Hall, Lamar Jackson, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin. Mike Evans, though. Two two receivers in the same offense. Maybe not amazing, but you're right. That that's a that's a pretty decent start there. Yeah. And who else do I like? This may be a little biased, but I like my team better than most of these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I you know I don't know. It sort of dep- mine kind of depends on if Anthony Richardson is good for fantasy. His rookie. If year Anthony or not. Richardson hits, you're back in it. And Javante Tyree Williams. Kill, Tony Pollard, T. Higgins, Miles Sanders, all can finish. Pollard and Hill have you know top five upside at their respective position. Sanders and Higgins are gu- almost guaranteed top fifteen at both of their positions. Then you got DJ Moore, who we're expecting to make a leap. Javante Williams, if all the reports are in fact true, he's he could be a potential league winner. And then Anthony yeah. Richardson's got top five upside, even if he's not a great real-life quarterback. We shall see. Good thing it's only a mock draft and it's only practice, because I don't know if I would feel super amazing about that team going into uh, a league, but I don't have to. This is why we mock. This is why we sit here and listen to other people mock and Hours and hours of YouTube and fantasy podcasts in the car. This is why we do it, so that we're prepared when we go into these drafts. Absolutely. That'll do it for this episode. Uh, Next week, we are doing our My Guys episode for 2023. Do not miss it. One of the favorites. It is my favorite episode of the calendar year, the My Guys episode. If you paid attention to this one, you can... Almost guarantee you of three guys you'll see on this Yes. List. Yeah, you can infer several guys that will be on the My Guys episode. That's coming next week. That'll do it for this one. We'll see you then. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.
Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.